By the way, man, I want to give you something special. Something I won't be using that much now that I'm getting married. Is it your Xbox One? Even better. Is this what I think it is? Yeah, man. <laughs> this is the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. Oh, watch the suit, man. <laughs> I'm fine, I'm fine. I just need a minute. <laughs> On second thought, I'm gonna take that back. I'll see you at church. <laughs> JR Cigars, ditch your best, man. Keep your password. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. And we are live, ladies and gentlemen. This is Smoke Night Live, episode 321. On tonight's show, we will have Nick Perdomo. We're going to be talking about uh, a whole bunch of cool new stuff from Perdomo that you guys are absolutely not going to want to miss. In the second half of the show, uh, we're going to get Nick's takes on uh, his three favorite local hole-in-the-wall restaurants, Jordan, that he likes to go to where he lives. And Jordan and I have some as well. And guys, if you're, if you're watching along, we want to hear in the second half of the show when we do our weekly top three, we want to hear your favorite uh, hole-in-the-wall restaurants from wherever you are as well. So start thinking about that when we get to that segment of the show because it's always good to know. I, when you travel, Jordan, yes, it's, sir. it's fun to... To not just go to a chain, right? You want to go to uh, something that's you, that you can't get where you are. So that's that's the idea. That's what Yelp is for. That's what Yelp is for, but it's also going to be what for tonight's show is for. <laughs> hey, Jordan, I, I think I finally crossed a threshold in my life. Yeah? I, I crossed a threshold in my life. Uh, I, I'm scared I bought bit? slippers. Oh. I, I finally I broke down and got old man slippers. <laughs> And so now I know for a fact that I am, oh. that I'm old. So here's the thing. Like April, my wife, I think this is a common thing between husbands and wives. Husbands and wives, the husband, he wants what's practical. You, you want function over form. But the wife, they want the opposite. They want form over function. So like in our bathroom, April put down this when we had it redone, she put down this beautiful tile. It's a beautiful tile. It looks fantastic in our bathroom. Okay. But in the middle of the night, Jordan, mm-hmm. it's, cold. it's cold. It's should have ve- got a heating, it's ve- heated tile. <laughs> it's they make that. extremely cold. And so when I get up, you know, in the middle of the night, as some some people do, you know, <laughs> I I that's it, also an old person thing. It's true. I don't get up in the middle of the night. Well, right, I get up. I next sleep uh, for. At least ten hours. Okay, so that that will change in your life. I can guarantee you that. But so then I get up, and then my feet get so cold that I can't go back to sleep. It's literally impossible to go back to sleep. So I said to myself, I have to break down and get old man slippers, which I've done. Jordan, have you? You haven't gotten to that stage. No, I'm close. But I do. I'm not against the slipper thing. In fact, in the studio here, we been toying around with getting everybody that comes here has their own custom slippers. Oh, yeah. You know, we have a slipper rack. You come in, you take, take off up your, your shoes, snowy shoes. Instantly, you got your slippers and maybe a smoking jacket. I don't know if that's getting too crazy or not. 
but uh, I'm down with the slipper. Speaking of that, Jordan, we it is a snowstorm outside. It's a blizzard. It's a literal. Every it only blizzard. snows on Wednesdays and Fridays. Yes, and that's that's when we do our shows. We had we had we've had a crazy night in the studio tonight. We were putting up some new lighting, and some 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 lighting fell and hit some equipment, and so. <laughs> Before the show started, we had to put up backup equipment. I'm I'm on a backup camera right now. You're on a backup camera right now. A stunning turn of events. We've gone <laughs> from having all of our stuff upgraded to back to exactly where we were. Square one. Look how bad I look. I'm yeah, blurry as can be, which is okay with me. I don't really like you guys seeing all my uh, bumps on my face. And well. <laughs> It, it was a, it was a uh, Scotty uh, Scott, our uh, studio audience. Let's go to them. Um, Scott, how would you describe uh, tonight's uh, pre-show events? Uh, chaotic <laughs> would be a nice way to put it. Uh, glad that I brought a bottle of bourbon over because we definitely needed to have a glass after we got that all handled. But <laughs> it was it was a little wild. It was a little wild. Hey guys, uh, Super Bowl Pick'em contest is going on. For those of you guys who. Uh, are into the Super Bowl. We're, we're going to have a little Super Bowl party here on Sunday. The Super Bowl Pick'em Contest. you got to make sure to get in on the Super Bowl Pick'em Contest because you can win amazing stuff from Drew Estate. There is a, uh, a Arctic cooler that has a 20-acre farm logo on it, and then you get a you, the grand prize also gets a Dojo Dogma uh, Chinese gong. Uh, second place will also get one of those coolers, and then third place will get a... Um, a Drew Estate Bluetooth uh, retro speaker, as well as uh, an H99 travel bag. So that'll be super cool. Um, anyways, uh, the the dojo uh, uh, obviously the dojo pick'em contest is always one of our our big things that we do every every year. So make sure to join that. Uh, get in on that before you have to be in on it before kickoff. Uh, starts because uh, otherwise you'll you'll miss out on all the fun as far as as that goes. So we are live, Jordan, on YouTube and Facebook. Is is the Facebook feed weird, Matt? So one of the feeds I think is is got a, some feedback. I'm trying to work on here. All right, Jordan's Jordan's doing he's doing stuff. He's working. He's doing his thing. No, it is not. So uh, your your mic's off, right, Scotty? All right. So, anyways, uh, I, if you have to switch to YouTube, switch to YouTube. Um, let us know how's YouTube sounding. Is that sounding good? Is it good? No. We got feedback on both. Well, that's bizarre. Um, Jordan, uh, mute Skype for a second there. Uh, how's that now? Maybe I don't know. Anyways, um, don't know what that is. It's probably uh, it's. It's typical of what has gone on in the studio tonight because it's been a uh, a virtual disaster in Dojo Studios tonight. So hopefully we can get the the audio the audio figured out. There's a there's a feedback. I don't hear any feedback. Oh, well, that's odd. Um, I don't want to. Oh, maybe it was that. Well. But then we I've got to meet one of these. <laughs> We'd have let's, to let, uh, let me bring Let's bring Nick, Nick onto the show here. and see if we can get it figured out real yeah. quick. All right, Nick uh Nick <coughs> Perdomo, CEO, president of Perdomo Cigars. Nick, we're having a little uh, feedback issue. 
It's not you. Believe me. You know, you know when you, you, you break up with your girlfriend and you say, it's me and it's not you? It's definitely, right. it's definitely me and it's not you. So uh, don't, don't, don't think it's you. How are you doing tonight, Nick? I'm doing great, guys. I thought it was me because it's really windy and I'm kind of high in the air. I'm about 460 feet in the air, so it's like a wind tunnel over here. That's why I got the windbreaker and the balmy 70-degree Miami weather. All right. Yeah, so, uh, so Nick, um, let's, uh, I want to make sure we get this uh, figured out because otherwise we want to – I don't want to ruin this entire show with bad feedback. Jordan, how is it now, boys? It's good now. I think we're doing good. Just uh, you stay on this. We'll stay on this uh, screen here, and I'll all right. change all the scenes real quick. All right, good. <laughs> all right, Nick. Uh, we're we're jamming now. Everything's fine. Jordan's working it out. Um, I, I apologize in advance because, like I was saying, we had a light fall. Nick, a a literal one of our lights fell, hit a camera, flew over, hit me in the head, and then fell to the ground. And breaking a camera, breaking a light, it was just it was a disaster, Nick. <laughs> Things happen, you know. Yeah. So, hey, Nick, uh, we hung out in TPE in Vegas a week or, a week or so ago, uh, two weeks ago or so. What did you think of the show? Tell me how you uh, felt it went. I thought it went uh, excellent, to be honest with you. Uh, a lot of great retailers that, 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 that showed up, and it was great to see people again. It was really nice. Even though I live in Florida and we're the land of the free here, it, you know, I know a lot of places are not, so it was great to see a lot of our old retailers. We had a phenomenal show, and uh, we wrote a lot of business. Felt very blessed to be able to be there, so we were happy. Yeah, yeah. Now, so Nick, I was on a, I was on Abe's show over the weekend, and um, you know, there was a lot of talk about TPE. Is there room for two shows? Is there room for a TPE and a PCA? And you know, my opinion is, let the market figure it out. You know, like. Um, However many shows there is, the market, the free market tends to work those things out. You know, just let it happen. Uh, what are your thoughts? Is there room for two shows in the cigar industry? I kind of agree with you, Eric. I mean, it just depends. Uh, you know, it's nice having a show in the winter. Um, I think a lot of retailers have asked for that or late spring. You know, the problem with the uh, PCA show, you know, it's right in the middle of July. And most of the people on the East Coast are at their busiest times. It's probably not the the best time, but I, I support both. I've been a PCA member for 26 years, so uh, let the market dictate. I think you're 100% right. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, w w you know, why why try to uh, dictate that ourselves? Let's let, uh, I think that PCA could learn things from TPE, and maybe TPE could learn things from PCA. Competition, it, that's a great thing, right? I think so. I think it's a great thing, and uh, it's nice to have a couple shows a year. In a lot of industries, it's like that, you know? Right, absolutely. So uh, you guys did well. Uh, the, you guys were always hopping. We were lucky to kind of sneak in and uh, catch an interview with you. Um, uh, this time around, you were there, and uh, we had an interview. It was fun. And one of the things you talked about, Nick, while we were there, was the stuff that you've got going on this year, which is amazing. If you are a Perdomo fan, which I am, and by the way, uh, I'm just just week. Let's talk about this real quick. I'm smoking the uh, Habano. Bourbon barrel aged Connecticut, and Nick, I got to tell you, I smoke more of this cigar than probably any cigar in the world. And I know, let's go to Scott real quick. Scotty, you just brought this into your lounge, yes, sir. The Trinity yes, Cigar sir. Lounge. They're just going to be in the Mobile Cigar Lounge, as well as I brought in the 10th anniversary Maduro under extreme, 
extreme pressure from my customers <laughs> that wanted more of Perdomo in my humidor. Now, now, Scott, admit it. Uh, the dojo pushed you pushed you into this bringing this cigar into the lounge. Is that true? Oh, of course. Of course. You strong armed me. You held me down. You spit in my ear. It was gross. It was okay. uh, Nick, what are you what are you smoking tonight? I'm smoking the uh, the new series of the Perdomo 12 year double age vintage. Oh. Uh, this is from our 2009 2010 crop. So this is the first the first spinoff that that starts the summer. Uh, we should have this for about another year, and uh, we got some some new packaging. This is the uh, the new 12 year Connecticut, and I'm really proud of it. I think it's uh, a wonderful cigar. And I saw you just text me your address, so I got some on the way for you <laughs> on Monday morning. And um, heading out to Nicaragua Sunday afternoon with Nelson Cube, excited about going back to the factory. I've been there in four months, and uh, we're right in the middle of growing season, and things have, have looked phenomenal with the crop and. Uh, you know, I'm like a little boy when it comes to to the growing of tobacco. I'm super excited that we're uh, that we're that we're that we're not only in Nicaragua, but uh, that we're in the, right in the middle of the heart of growing season. I'm glad to be there. Yeah, now Nick, uh, let's not get off of the topic of the 12 year age too quickly because uh, Jordan, that's what you're smoking right now. I sure am. I just lit it up. Now, uh, Look at Nick, this big old. That's a that's, that's a, a that's a Churchill. A that's a Churchill size of that particular cigar. Now, Nick, that's. You're, you, what you said before the show is is that cigar is becoming limited. It's it, it's it's it might not be around forever. No, it's not going to be around forever because all the tobacco is certified to be twelve years old, ten years in bales, and it gets two years of bourbon barrel aging. So it's all certified. So no, we can't make enough. We only have a hundred accounts in the United States that have. We have thirteen in, in Europe that have it, and it's really a special brand for a retailer that wants something that, that's solely for him, you know, and uh, we've been very happy with the sales of it for the last, you know, three cycles that we've had it, and um, we're going to continue moving forward with it, and we're really excited about this new series. Now, how many of the, you'll love it. You have to tell me. How many of the new series uh, will be out there? Well, we're, we're, we're planning on doing between 430 and 440,000 cigars. It sounds like a lot, but it's pretty limited. We're, we're an awfully big country. So, uh, and the retailers in Avid are really some of the best in, in the world. So, uh, we're, we're really excited about the release. And Arthur Kemper, who started it, who, uh, who got it launched out, is, uh, has been very happy with the numbers so far. Now, after I smoke 400,000 of those, that means there's only going to be 30,000 right. left or so. But, um, <laughs> Uh, Nick, That's why it's so limited, Eric. Right, it's it's my fault. But you guys can, you, you Perdomo fans can blame me, and then you can blame Jeff Todd because Jeff Todd was the one that got he me. He started all this. That he got me hooked on that cigar, <laughs> which in turn, yeah. So uh, so Jeff Todd is the one to blame ultimately. But Nick, this is a huge year for Perdomo. Uh, talk about the 30th anniversary. Uh, you talked a little bit of at TPE about this cigar, but we're really, really interested in the 30th anniversary Perdomo. What can we expect from this release? Arguably, probably maybe the best cigar we've ever made. I know it sounds like a lot. This was a project that was near and dear to my heart. Shade-grown Cuban seed tobacco, proprietary seeds that, that we have developed, that, that we grew under shade in the Esteli Valley, which is very unique. Most people, including myself, grow their wrappers up in Jalapa Valley, but uh, we grew it in, in Esteli, very powerful wrappers. We use shade to actually tame down the tobaccos because, of course, we know the tobaccos in Esteli are, 
They're very powerful. So uh, we've been growing this tobacco for several years. Start out, believe it or not, the first plot was three acres that we've expanded. It's about 12 times the size today. And um, we've been laying down this tobacco for years. And uh, we think people are going to absolutely love it. It's a beautiful reddish-brown color, um, devoid of veins, but still with a lot of thickness. We top these plants really short so they would really sprout out. And uh, I think people are going to love it. It's 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 the blend that I came up with that I thought was 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 special to celebrate our 30th, just like when we did 10 years ago with our 20th. And when you add that, you know, with 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 like our 10-year uh, Maduro, uh, just one Nicaraguan cigar of the year, three different periodicals. I wanted to come up with something very unique. So in that cigar, I, I wanted to make it sweet. I had a lot of tobaccos from Jalapa. People really loved it. This one's going to be sweet and uh, and pretty earthy and, and rich, and I think people are going to love that too. So um, we're excited about it. We're hoping to get it out in late summer. The cigars are already done, but uh, everything is packaging now with supply side issues and um, and so on. So uh, I think our customers all around the world are really going to enjoy the, the 30th anniversary when it comes out. Yeah, now how big of a release will the, the 30th be? Well, it's gonna it's gonna be a release just like like twentieth anniversary. We made one point five million cigars. Um, I don't want to tell you the shapes and sizes of it just yet. I want to surprise people on that. And um, really, Cigar Dojo is really the, the first the first real media group that I've I've actually mentioned it to. People keep asking me because they know we're celebrating our thirtieth coming up in August. So uh, you guys are the first ones to have it. I think or to have the news on it and. Uh, I'm very excited about our whole team is, and I'm glad we got to be able to tell you guys a little bit about it. Oh, man, I, 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 I cannot wait for that release. If it's anything like the 20th, and it sounds like it could even be better, I mean, it's, it's going to be an epic release. So late summer-ish of uh, 2022 is what you're, you're saying. Um, there's a lot of other stuff going on. It's, there's a rumor going around between me and you that who knows, there could be, there could be some sort of collaboration. This is our 10th year. It's your 30th. Uh, there could be something. Uh, we can't say any details, but there could be something in the works between Cigar Dojo and Perdomo. Hey, if, 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 if I'm not gonna, I'm gonna let you be the, the, the bearer of great news on that. But uh, I know if Cigar Dojo and Perdomo are doing something, it's gonna be really special too, and, the, and your customers are gonna love it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, look forward to that, guys. Hey, Nick, when you were starting in your garage 30 years ago. And, uh, you know, you were air traffic controller. Could you imagine at that time, I mean, what was your expectation at that time? Could you imagine that 30 years from then that you'd be where you are, one of the top-selling brands in the entire world? Forget about the United States. In the entire world, you're one of the top-selling brands. Did you imagine then that it would be like it is now? No, I was just hoping to be able to pay the first year of pre-kindergarten for Nicholas in a private school that I was sending him to in Miami Lake. So I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, right? Like, I mean, think about it. 30 years. I mean, just the fact that a company would still be around. Most, most companies don't make it past five years. Not only have you made it, you know, past your, your, the five-year mark, you know, you're one of the top brands in the entire world. That's just an incredible testament to your family, to the quality, to, the, to the, the stuff that you produce, to obviously Arthur and, and everybody and Nelson. Like, uh, it's an amazing operation. I've been down to the, to the factory, and, God, I can't wait to – I really want to get Jordan down there because uh, it was really one of the most interesting 
uh, cigar tours that I've ever been on. When when it when do you think that you'll start bringing people back down there? Well, I'd like to bring them down right now. The problem is it's so hard to get being us being Americans to get back into our country when we travel abroad. This administration's made it almost impossible for people to come in, and I don't want to put our consumers anywhere around the world in in, 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 in such a tough spot where you got to go to Managua and get a COVID test and, and all this stuff. It's a real pain in the butt. I'd, I'd like it to be open like a lot of countries are. Nicaragua's really not suffering from much COVID. We see how it's dropped here. Um, I want to live back in the land of freedom and, and get our people down there. And, and I would, we were planning on doing it this year, Eric, but we ended up having to cancel it again because it was just so hard to get our people back into the states. It's a it's a it's a dilemma. So we're hoping this loosens up here pretty good. We can't even fly on American Airlines. A lot of the airlines aren't flying down because it, it's so hard. They have to do all this paperwork, and they refuse to do it. And I understand totally. So uh, there's really only one airline that you can you can fly from Nicaragua back, which makes it even harder for our consumers to come down and visit. So. Um, I'm hoping this time next year we're doing it. We, it's the first time in 15 years we've actually had to cancel this trip two years in a row, and I, I hope it stops because yeah. I really want to show people our passion and what we do in our facilities in Nicaragua. Now, if you can't make it to Nicaragua, which obviously right now uh, is difficult, uh, what you can do is you can visit the Perdomo headquarters right there in Miami, and we've done that a couple times as well. I mean, it's not Nicaragua, but it is. It's a blast. This the uh, the offices that you have down there are amazing. Uh, the, uh, the the layout, the merchandising layout that you have there is incredible. Showing all of the Perdomo lines there on the wall. It's a really cool. And one of the things, Nick, that you did the other day on YouTube on your YouTube channel was you did a little tour of the uh, of your offices, and you and your son played some drums together. It was a really cool video. Oh yeah, it's always great to be able to not only you know my son and I we, we we hang a lot together, but it was nice to be able to hit some drums. We're always talking about work, and uh, it, it was good to be in the office and and actually having a little bit of fun playing the drums. It was it was a lot of fun for both of us. Now, who who who's who's been in the office that's played drums with you? Have you had any uh, any uh, uh, name drummers come in and uh, you get to to bang the skins with a little bit or what? Yeah, we actually did. We've had uh, Near Z, who played with John Mayer and Genesis and Lake Shell, a lot of great groups, probably one of the top session drummers in, in all of America. He's he's come down. Uh, we just had Joe Marini. Uh, I just did a, a quick Facebook and uh, Instagram thing with uh, the three of us playing drums in my office. And, and uh, Joe's a professional drummer from Pittsburgh and a good friend of mine. And it's funny that you talk about that. I went to the Pacing Show, which is the drum show in Indianapolis a couple of years ago, and I I walk in and all these drummers are like, "Hey man, I, I'm a big fan." I'm like, "Hey man, I'm a big fan of yours. It's pretty cool. There's a lot of musicians that smoke cigars, so I thought that was pretty awesome." Yeah, we've had a lot of guys come in through the through the years through the office that are from all different aspects of life, from sports to musicians. That's always a lot of fun seeing those guys. Is is it a little intimidating when like you know, I mean, I, I know you're a good drummer and I'm I'm not that great at a lot of things. But then when you when you have somebody that's like known for that thing and you're going to do it with them, it could be intimidating. It's a little intimidating when you sit down and you're going to you're going to drum with some famous drummer for a few minutes. Like you want to you want to hold your own, you know. 
Yeah, you do. It kind of sucks, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, uh, no, I enjoy it because, uh, you know, you're friends with them and if you like somebody, you're not going to cut them down. And these guys say, this is what they do for a living. And I have a lot of respect for them. And I just have fun. It's like golf. I'm not good enough to get mad. So when, if I go golfing with people, it's about smoking cigars, having some drinks and, and having fun. I'm not good enough to get mad about it, you know? Another, I just saw Michael Herklotz is on. He wants to have a, he wants to have a little drum off with you. I know he was a, he was a jazz drummer. He was a yeah. pretty accomplished jazz drummer back in the day. He still, still plays. Maybe you and Herklotz at uh, PCA could have a, a drum off. How about that? I'd love to do it. He's a good guy. I'd, I'd love to do it. Yeah, Herklotz, he's it. he's hilarious, dude. Uh, so Nick, uh, I was watching one of the videos that you that you do, and uh, uh, one of the thing one of the questions on one of the videos were. Uh, what is Nick Perdomo's favorite Perdomo cigars? And you had said that you enjoy. It's probably this is a really hard question to answer, probably because you want to say I, I love all my cigars, right? I mean, everybody does. Um, but you you had mentioned the twentieth anniversary, and you mentioned the tenth anniversary Maduro. Um, do you do you get a chance to smoke cigars outside of your per- portfolio much, or or? Is that something that you even pay attention to at all, or do you just mainly stick with your own brand? No, absolutely. I try. I try everybody's cigars. Uh, Abe, we talked about Abe. He had sent me a big chest of of the of the days of December, and there were cigars from every manufacturer. And I actually smoked every single one of them. And uh, I think that <clears throat> when you make a product, you really value yourself on your quality, and you try to do the best you can, especially being vertically integrated as we are. But I think it's always good to try other people's cigars and, and taste them and see how maybe you could find something you might like, things you could improve on, and so on and so on. So a lot of cigar makers tell you, I only smoke my cigars, but uh, in my case, I smoke everyone's cigars. I think it's important. Uh, I'm a little prejudiced. Sure. I know what we do, and Perdomo is my favorite, but uh, I smoke everybody's stuff, and I think it's important to do that as a cigar maker. <laughs> to me, it would be no different than being a, a, a very good chef and why wouldn't you go to different restaurants and try different things? So I, I don't. I never understood that. I was at a on a panel one time with cigar fiction out of years ago, and a guy had asked me the same question, and I said I smoke everybody's cigars. And Benjamin Endes, who, who's a guy who I look up to very much, said this was over 20 years ago, and he said I smoked a new cigar that Nick came out with called Perdomo Reserve Champagne. I really enjoyed it, and um, one of the cigar makers who's very popular, I'm not going to name his name, said I only smoke my cigars. And uh, Benji, who's who's got the class of, of everybody, I never even heard him say a bad word about anything, turned over to the cigar maker and said, I know you were full of shit. <laughs> I just didn't know how full of shit you were. So, uh, you know, it's it, it's crazy. To, it, if you don't smoke and try different people's cigars, I think you shortchange yourself and shortchange your consumer for the future because you might come up with something good. It might be a shape or a size, not necessarily a flavor characteristic. There's a lot of aspects to it. And what I'm trying to do every day is, trying to please our consumers around the world. Sometimes I can get a good idea. It's not necessarily having to copy somebody, but sure, I smoke everybody's stuff. What do you think, uh, Nick, when I, when, I, when I read, when I watched that video and I heard you say that, uh, it kind of made me think uh, back to the fact that, you know, your father helped Jonathan Drew back in the day in Nicaragua, and, and obviously Drew Estate, you know, kind of made their name with infused cigars, and they're one of the, you know Acid is one of the top selling brands in the in the world. Uh, my my opinion on it, you know, a lot of you know some premium cigar smokers like poo poo in, infused tobacco or whatever. It's not my favorite or whatever, but 
it it does bring a lot of people into the industry. What do you think of infused and flavored cigars? Well, I'm a traditionalist. I don't really smoke them. I'll be honest with you on that. But if people like it, that's fine. You know, taste is subjective to everything. Uh, some people like liver. I'd rather chew my arm off. But some <laughs> people like liver. You know what I mean? It just depends on, on what you like. But I don't poo-poo it. If I'm in a cigar store and a guy's smoking an ass or a flavor cigar, I, I don't find it. I don't really like the smell of it, but I'm never going to say anything bad to somebody because if that's what they like, that's what they like, and i got to respect that. Plus, not only that, but th- that's a future Perdomo smoker once they maybe get into the hobby. And, and uh, let's go to Scott in the studio audience real quick. Scotty, what do you got on this? Okay, so like I've always said, and I've told a lot of people, and a lot of people that have followed me or been to, into my mobile lounge, I always say the infused are my gateway cigars. They're the easy go-to. They're the sweet. They're the easy flavors to pick up. There's, you know, they're not, you know, they're nothing crazy. And what I found is most of those people that come in and start smoking, like the acids or deadwoods or, you know, some from Foundation or however, then at a certain point they get tired of the sweetness. Right. And they want to try something else. So I was like, that's my gateway. That's when I'm like, okay, well, let me introduce you to Perdomo. Let me introduce you to this. Let me introduce you to that. And get them into other things. So I still call them my gateway. And that brings them in, and eventually they could be a uh, a Perdomo cigar smoker, Nick. Makes total sense. And, Scott, by the way, thanks for carrying our products in your mobile lounge. I appreciate it. It, by the way, it is the greatest mobile lounge uh, in the universe. I've said that, right, Scott? I've said that a couple times? <laughs> yeah, Once or twice. <laughs> Once or twice. And I appreciate and never get tired of it. Of course. Me. Hey, guys, let's uh, uh, real quick. This show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands. Like Romeo, Julieta, Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, and many, many more. Also Perdomo, by the way. Uh, make sure to try one of their exclusive lines like the Drew Estate Nightshade or the limited edition Alec Bradley Wagyu. Celebrate over 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today. This is episode 21. Smoke Night Live, we are chatting with none other than Nick Perdomo, the CEO and president of Perdomo Cigars, getting all the, the scoop and details about what's coming up for uh, Perdomo in the coming year. We've already mentioned the new uh, 12-year aged, as well as the 30th anniversary cigar, which will be available in late summer. Nick, welcome back to the show. Thank you for taking the time and joining us tonight. Hey, thank you for having me. I love this. Anytime I can be on Dojo, count me in. Hey, Nick, uh, let's talk a little bit about the... uh, Everybody is struggling with uh, inflation, uh, almost every cigar brand has announced that they are raising their prices. Um, how has the supply chain issue affected Perdomo? It hasn't affected us at all, except about six miles from the factory. The big problem we're having has nothing to do with cigars. It has to do with finding truck drivers that will drive the, the, our cigars and containers from the port of Miami to our facilities in Miami Lakes. That's been a nightmare for us where they've actually backed up into each other. And we've done everything possible. Last week, we actually opened up the office at 1045 at night to bring a container in because they said they have it. Do you want it? And I said yes. And we went in and uh, 
we ended up having the container back up against the, the port door. And then what we did is we all went in at 6 o'clock in the morning. I paid a truck driver to move it three feet behind so we could get it in to the loading dock. And we all emptied it out. And uh, we sent a lot of cigars out that day. And we want to make sure that our, our consumers and our retailers get their cigars in a timely fashion. They need them more than ever with the shortages. And we were blessed. We never closed during COVID. Um, we, we ramped up production. I always get the same complaints with the accountants that we, uh, make and have too many aged cigars. We have too much tobacco, but to me, that's money in the bank because if you have great quality products, you're eventually going to sell them one way or another. So, uh, we never really had any problems with it. And then the big problems, like I said, we're having today is really finding truck drivers and, and workforces to come in. That's why we're always working in the shipping department, including yours truly. Because it's just hard to find people to work right now. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, maybe all those truck drivers are in Canada, uh, parked on Trudeau's lawn up there. It's, uh... <laughs> well, that's true. Then I'll I'll, I'll give him a break. I yeah. think that's okay. <laughs> yeah, not 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 a Trudeau fan to say the least. No, I I understand. Um, so Nick, yeah. though, it, do you do you do you sense it's easing at all? Is it getting better? Is it uh, can it, can we expect that that's going to start to get to improve over the next month or two? <laughs> We hope so. It's It's been bad for the last 13 months. You can do the math on why that is, but uh, it, it's been crazy. It, it was really good till about 13 months ago, and we've been just struggling and fighting through it, and uh, we've just ramped up. We just keep sending container after container, and if they back up, at least we'll have one out there where we can get things in, and we're still shipping over 99% complete. I think our retailers are appreciating. We're, we're, we're keeping the lights on for many of them, and I think that's important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, so Nick, as far as, uh, as, far as the regular uh, lines that you're doing, I assume you just, last year you did the Immenso, which was the big, massive cigar. How, how was that cigar received? That cigar is selling incredibly. We've, we've sold in the last 13 months over 1.8 million cigars, so we've been pretty happy with that. You know, that was the brand Eric I had in the mid-90s. And uh, our salesmen and a lot of our retailers had said, why don't you bring that back? And uh, Arthur Kemper was was real instrumental in that. My son Nicholas and our whole team said, we should come out with that because the consumer wants it. So we made a really good quality 70-ring-gauge cigar, and we priced it really sharp. And our consumers and our retailers are thanking us for it because they're ordering it like crazy. I'm just... I'm actually shocked at the numbers on how good it's selling right now. Now, now, one of the things you've been able to do, Nick, and I assume this is because you're so vertically integrated, is you've been able to keep your pricing at a uh, a very affordable level for the end end user, for us consumers. You guys have always absorbed the S chip uh, cost, and so you have announced that you were raising your prices. But you still are keeping them at a, I mean, let's face it, nowadays $10 seems like a affordable cigar. And maybe, you know, a few years ago when me and Jordan started doing the dojo, it was like $7 seemed like an affordable cigar. How have you been able to keep your prices at such a low level, even though you've increased them a little bit? Yeah, well, our, our price increase was a little less than 4%. Um, my dad always said it's better to make a quick nickel on a slow dime and hogs get slaughtered. And I never forgot him telling me that. Um, margins, of course, because of regulation and, and, and cost have, have kind of dropped for us, which has been tough. But the volume is what has been keeping us you know, strong and everything. And 
Look, I'm real cognizant on on people and their wallets and how they they have to struggle, especially with today and inflation, how the dollar's dipping down. So, um, you know, I still have a lot of cigars in the seven dollar price range. And if you look at a cigar like Twelve Year Double Age Vintage, that's a cigar that starts at ten bucks, and that's my my super premium. So I, I want our cigars to be able to be enjoyed by the masses. And, uh, you know, a lot of people tell you that we make some of the greatest cigars in the world for the money bar none. And that, to me, that's what I'm proud of. It's not about charging somebody $30 for a cigar. It's about charging somebody $10 for a cigar that's just as good, if not better, than a cigar that costs $30. That's the trick. Now, and um, and that's what's important. Yeah, one of the cigars that's super affordable, if you're, if you're not familiar with Perdomo cigars— is the lot twenty three? That's a cigar that's li- it's literally I don't know six seven bucks. It's a fantastic cigar. Uh, talk a little bit about lot twenty three. Yeah, lot twenty three was a project with my father that started out in nineteen ninety nine. It was our first growing operation, and uh, my dad said, "I want everybody to be able to smoke a Perdomo cigar, and you got to promise me something. Make a nickel on this cigar, not a quarter." make it reasonable, and sell it where people can enjoy it from the masses. And remember, I don't care if you are if you don't have money, if you have a lot of money, everybody wants to protect their money, and they want something, they want great bang for their buck. You know, I was speaking at the Churchill dinner a couple of years ago, and Bob Lutz, who used to be the president of BMW, and GM came up to me and said, you know, I love your cigars. And I said, wow, you know, I'm a Corvette guy, I love you, you know, <laughs> and plus he's a he was a World War II vet and a Marine, and I, I really looked up to, to Bob, and I said, what do you smoke? And he said, I love your Lot 23, and I thought he was going to smoke some of more of our more premium stuff. But Lot 23 is a phenomenal cigar. It's a cigar that retails in the $7, $8 price range. But it's every bit as good as a cigar that can cost $15, $16. you got to remember, being vertically integrated, we don't really have many middlemen. We do everything ourselves. That produces not only top quality, but... It also it affords us to keep razor-star pricing so our consumers all around the world can enjoy our cigars. Now, we've talked in great detail on this show about um, your merchandising, which is second to none. Um, but one of, the, uh, one of the things that, um, that me and Jordan uh, you know, just can't get over is, is I, was, I was talking about this Habano bourbon uh, barrel-aged cigar. Uh, every all the tobacco in this is aged again in in bourbon barrels. Um, why do you guys do that? Well, in that particular cigar, the wrapper is it does three things. Bur- we're not infusing bourbon in, in in the actual tobacco, Eric. What we're doing is because bourbon uses a real splittery French oak or American oak wood, which absorbs a lot of the alcohol and impregnates the wood. They also char the barrels. And what we've done is we actually, once once the tobacco or once the, the barrels are cased and empty, there's a tremendous amount of bourbon residue in the actual wood. And what it does is once tobacco is completely fermented, it doesn't build up any heat. But because of the alcohol inside the bourbon barrels, inside the actual wood, it causes the free radicals to run under pressure with the tobacco. And it gives it another fermentation period. It does three things. Darkens the colors naturally, lets the sugars rise up. And it caramelizes the tobacco and the, the charcoal, what it does, it's almost a filtering agent. And it really, through that heat, it takes out any of the sharp edges or roughness that any of the tobacco can have, especially if they're higher primings and they're thick-type tobaccos. So what it does, it really gives the, the cigar, the tobacco cord, really what it really is supposed to taste like. 
it's not it's not cheap it's expensive of course it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of labor but it's worth it for the flavor that the, that the consumer's going to get because it really interlocks the flavors whether it be a filler binder a wrapper or all three where you can really make the tobacco and the cigar harmonious as one and uh, people really enjoy it and yeah. that Perdomo Habano bourbon barrel age has been out over 20 years and continues climbing like a like a like an F-16, so we're very, very proud of that cigar. Now, Jordan, uh, we discussed this cigar at great length tonight in the studio. This is a cigar, Jordan, that you could smoke. You, I know that this is one of your favorites, Jordan. You would literally smoke this oh, every day. I mean, yeah. Like if uh, there's, I don't buy a lot of cigars. People know this. I, they, they need to be free. But when I'm going to buy a cigar, this is one of the ones that this would be a top contender. I want this. I want just boxes and boxes and boxes of this cigar in the Connecticut shade for me. Uh, to just have every single morning, or actually, you can have this cigar any time of day. Oh. It's it's one of those rare cigars, Nick, where I feel like it pairs with just about anything. It's good in the morning, it's good in the afternoon, it's good at night. Like it's it's a it's this Swiss Army knife of cigars. Yeah, it is because the truth of the matter is, it it has a lot of richness because a lot of the tobaccos, of course, the fillers are all from Nicaragua, so you're going to get a lot of punch to it. And if you notice the wrapper. It doesn't have that real bright yellow yolky color that you would normally see in Connecticut. It's got almost like a butterscotch honey color, and that's because of the aging of, of the wrapper and also adding the, the bourbon barrel aging. What that does is that, again, caramelized tobacco takes those rough edges, and I find Connecticut seed tobaccos to be tart, but if you notice, these are creamy, and they blend very well with tobaccos from the Jalapa Valley and the Esteli Valley, and that's why... It kind of hits every gambit, no different than champagne. You, you think it's mild because of the wrapper, but there's it's it's loaded with flavor. It goes great with bourbon. And it goes great with a cup of coffee. It, it works. Now, uh, Nick, when I was in, uh, in Nicaragua with you, one of the most beautiful things that you showed us was Finca Natalie, the the farm. In a, it was in an old volcano that was. You couldn't really tell it was an, a volcano, probably unless you looked at it with a maybe a satellite image or something like that. But what a, an amazing, beautiful tobacco field that was. Talk a little bit about uh, that particular tobacco farm. Well, that's our prized possession in the Esteli Valley. Uh, at one time, it was a crater of a volcano, of course, with erosion. And through all the years, you know, a lot of the stuff will, will start start dissipating. But it's, it's a massive farm. It's over, it's over 700 acres right now. It has everything we need. It has a riverbed with a tremendous amount of clean water, which tobacco needs. It's extremely fertile. As uh, a matter of fact, the first two years that we grew on that farm, we didn't even use fertilizer because there was so much potassium, nitrogen, and phosphorus in the grounds that it, it, it was literally like bionic dirt, per se, if you could see it. And uh, in that valley, because it blocks all the wind, we actually are growing our wrappers in a portion of that farm, and that's what you're going to see in the 30th in the future. And... Uh, it, to me, it, it just it just produces just incredibly great tasting tobacco, and uh, I'm super proud of it. And it, it is very picturesque and, and beautiful. You know, you go over the top of the valley and you see that farm. When you come over, it's uh, it's gorgeous. And when I when I found that there was nothing there but trees, but I just saw it was so beautiful. And I said, I'm going to name it after my daughter Natalie. Now that I have a granddaughter, the next farm that we're going to purchase, we're going to call it Stella. So I, I try to name. The farms after all the ladies in the family. I have one in Jalapa that's it's Finca Janine, named after my wife, and the next one will be after my granddaughter. 
Yeah, that's that's a that's a great point. I mean, I, I'm lucky enough. I get to work with Jordan, my son, uh, on Cigar Dojo. Uh, you are a, uh, an intense family guy. I think that's probably maybe one of the most understood or misunderstood uh, aspects of you, Nick. Your 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 main your main focus is your family, which I appreciate very much. Talk a little bit about being a, a grandpa for the first time, huh? Uh, it's it's awesome. Yeah, you know, I, I told you it's a TP. My dad used to always say he knew how much fun grandchildren were. He might have skipped us, and now I understand it totally. We were we were uh, we were babysitting just before I, I came on the show. Uh, we tried to give my son-in-law Andrew and my daughter Natalie a, a date, but in reality, we're selfish. We actually <laughs> want to hang out with our granddaughter alone. And, and Janine and I got to spend uh, about three hours with with Stella tonight, and. Uh, I always look forward to it. You know, I uh, I was talking to David Garofalo from Two Guys Smoke Shop, and him and I are workaholics. And I said, do you leave the office early sometimes to see your grandson? He said, don't tell anybody, but I do. And don't tell anybody, but I do, too. So it, it's all about <laughs> being able to see my, my granddaughter. And all the guys at, at the office know it, and they're real understanding about it. And they know how special it is, because we got some guys there that, you know, all of them have children, but, like, Kenny Kerr has has a lot of grandchildren and he, he knows how special it is. Yeah, so I got, I'm loving it. I got five now, and so uh, it, it all I, it all happened so fast, Nick. Like there was a point where I was like, "Am I going to have any grandkids?" And the next thing I know, I've got five. So you got to be prepared, brother. I, you're absolutely right. I mean, my baby has a baby. I couldn't believe it. My my baby girl. Um, it's uh, it, it's really special, and uh, Janine's a phenomenal grandmother, and I think I'm a pretty good grandfather, and. Uh, my job is to spoil the hell out of them, and that's what I intend to do and show them a lot of love, and I'm, I'm good at both of those things. So uh, I love to I love to spoil, and I love to love, so I'm, I'm happy. I'm in a good place right now with that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Nick, I know you're a big uh, Kiss fan, you, the band Kiss. You have a pinball machine, a Kiss pinball machine in your office. Now, what's the, what? Can we, can we agree that Beth is the best Kiss song? No, but it's it's a good one. <laughs> but it's a, it's a, it's a good one. I, uh, I I was lucky. Janine Janine got me this machine, and one of our our sales reps, Jeff Godfrey, was kind enough to to bring it down and build it up for me. And uh, you know, hey, listen, we're you know, you're you're just like me. We're we just grow taller, but we're still we're still boys, and uh, we we want to have fun and enjoy life. And my office is basically not only a work center for me, but it's a recreational center for me because I'm there more than I'm in my home in most instances. So uh, people come into my office and say, wow. And I said, this is like my pad, man. You know, you got to, it's what I enjoy to do. So all my hobbies are in my office too at the same time. What's what's your favorite Kiss song? Oh. I Want to Rock and Roll All Night, is that? That's a great one. Uh, I like, um, let's see here. I like Deuce. I think that's a great song. Uh uh, I like Rocket Man, even you know Ace Frehley things. I mean, I could go on for hours. There's a lot of great songs. We were blessed enough to get to meet these guys backstage a couple of years oh, ago, wow. and uh, and uh, and I was lucky enough to we got to hang out with Gene Simmons at the beach one time up in West Palm Beach. We went to a, a concert, and he got a kick that I that I respected him in his face, and he hung out, and he really loved my daughter Natalie's hair. And I remember Natalie, when she was a little girl, said, Mr. Gene, can you stick your tongue out? And he said, I would, Natalie, but I don't want to get sand on it. And uh, he was nice enough to sit with my son and teach my son how to do all the makeup. He said, you got to put a on your face, and you got to use clown makeup 
number one and and it was nice and I, I learned some things you know and it, it was great and uh so I, I really enjoy them but i enjoy a lot of a lot of a lot of the great groups out there i enjoy rock and roll music out of all the all the folks that you've met through the years through cigars that love your cigars can you think of one or two uh you know, you met Shaq. You've, you've met pretty much just everybody. Can you think of one or two folks that were, like, super interesting that were like, wow, man, like, that was a really interesting cat that I just got to talk to? I'm not starstruck with anybody, but I was starstruck by Rush Limbaugh. I got to meet him, and uh, he wrote me a letter thanking me. He went to the Kentucky Derby, and he had he had taken a, a dozen of Perdomo Reserve torpedoes, and he was telling me how much he loved them. And I thought it was really great that he took the time out to write a handwritten letter to me. Uh, Dave Wanstead, he used to be the coach of the Miami Dolphins, mm. did the same thing. Um, you know, it's special when a guy tells you how much he enjoys your products. Um, I answer everybody when they write me letters. I'm, I'm humbled by it. And um, But th those are – I've met so many people. I'm not starstruck by any of them because most of these athletes just want free stuff, so that doesn't impress me. Uh, <laughs> but what impresses me is when they tell me how much they enjoy the product. Uh, I've met a, a ton of musicians that – it smoked Perdomo and, and a ton of you know really nice athletes and just people. You know, to me, everybody that smokes my our cigars to give you a compliment. To me, I always tell them I'm a fan of yours because you're the one who puts food on my table. And and to me, it's an honor to meet them. And that's why I love going around the country doing events and and seeing people around cigar stores. I I think some of the best, biggest rock stars are cigar retailers and the clerks behind the counters that that built my business because a lot of it's been for them and a lot of the rock stars to me are my employees my my salesmen who work day in and day out to sell our cigars we just had our national sales meeting today and it was great to be able to to talk to all our guys and see their faces and and i have a, a big amount of respect for for our workers and their body of work and how hard they work i'm i'm cognizant about how hard it is to build a brand and how i give a lot of them a lot of credit for helping me build a brand together with our consumers Absolutely. Uh, Jordan, it is time for our weekly top three. Oh, weekly top three. So, folks, here's the idea with this week's weekly top three. Nobody wants to go somewhere and eat food that is a, a chain. You want to go somewhere that's, uh, you know, a, uh, a local kind of hole in a the wall. A hole in the wall. So what we're going to do is uh, Jordan and I will go first, and then we'll get Nick's uh, three picks at the end. Uh, but let's start with Jordan. Uh, three hole in the walls. If you're in Denver and you want to have some tasty food, uh, what are some of your picks, Jordan, uh, for your favorites? So for me, Denver is our unique thing is uh, pork green chili. Um, own, pretty much in the country, only New Mexico and Colorado will do true pork green chili. And so that's, that's true. That's where I'm going to go first. And to get it, you don't go to the fancy Mexican places. You go to the dive bars, the hole in the walls. Uh, so Moose Hill Cantina is... It's on West Colfax. It's on Colfax, a little bit north of here. And and they make great you, you always know good green chili when it's not green. It's not green. It's got to be, be orange or gray. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Those are the two acceptable colors. Big chunks of pork in there. Bigger texture to it. Uh, 
Uh, so are we going to go back and forth? No, you just okay. go ahead and do your three. Uh, then I'll go uh, Denver Biscuit Company uh, for breakfast. I think a lot of people know Denver Biscuit. A lot of biscuit. people probably know about that. Uh, really good biscuits and gravy. And then finally, I'll go uh, Casa Bonita. <laughs> Casa Bonita, it's going to reopen. It's like, uh, you know, I've been going there since I was a little kid. It's going to reopen. It's this, like, dinky little place where you, you show up and it's like, looks like you're in like a little teeny strip mall. And then somehow when you go in there, you wait in this long line like you're about to go into an amusement park or something. And, and somehow you get in there and it's just huge place with uh, cliff divers jumping into water. They put on like a show. They have like a, there's a Black Bart's cave that you, you go through. Most of you guys probably know about this from uh, South Park, which I hate. By the way, <laughs> South Park sucks. Uh, <laughs> but the guys from South Park, because of that, they bought the place, and now they've hired one of the top chefs in Colorado. They're going to do it right. They're going to keep the sopapillas. You get unlimited sopapillas. You put up a little flag. Somebody comes by and brings you sopapillas whenever you whenever you want. Now they're going to do craft cocktails, good Mexican food, and then you get all the weird stuff that you're – the only reason you used to go for was all the weird black box cave stuff. Now that's – you get the best of both worlds. It's, it's like the perfect place to bring kids, right? Like you bring kids there. And they see the cliff divers, and it's a, it's amazing. It's the weirdest place in the world. All right, I'm going to do my top three. My top three, uh, this this place is actually now called Tacos, Tequila, and Whiskey. Uh, it, it was formerly called uh, Pinche Taco, which is a, it's a, that's not a good thing to say. Effing tacos. Effing tacos. Uh, but it, now they changed the name, I think, because they got too much pushback on that. But they make amazing street tacos. And one of the best things about that place is their margaritas are absolutely fantastic they make a craft margarita that's really really good there's a location in the highlands i think there's a location downtown um a couple locations uh my next one is mc's pizza it's a new york style uh pizza place in littleton that uh these guys came directly from brooklyn and they set up shop uh in littleton colorado they make a fantastic new york style pizza plus I was never, uh, they, what, what are those, Jordan, what is the, uh, Calzone, I'm sorry. The Calzone, name, The name slipped in my mind. They make a really, really good meatball Calzone. It's absolutely amazing. You dip it in their sauce, put a little Parmesan on there. It's fantastic. And then my last one goes along with Jordan's is the Brewery Bar. The Brewery Bar makes some of the, uh, them and Moose Hill, Jordan, make the two, they're the two best places for green chili. So if you want to try Colorado-style green chili, either go to Moose Hill, as Jordan already mentioned, or Brewery Bar. I think they have two locations. Uh, one is down on Santa Fe, and the other one is in um, uh, Highlands, Highlands Ranch. Um, they make it uh, really, really good. You can get it in like the mild, the medium, or the spicy version of the green chili. It's super, super good. So if you're in Colorado, check those places out. Nick, if you are in Miami, in your area, what are three of your favorite little hole-in-the-wall restaurants? And by the way, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, let's hear what your guys' favorites are. Post them on there, and we'll uh, we'll take a look at those as well. My first one would probably be Tropical Chinese Restaurant in uh, Off Bird Road in South Miami. It's a Chinese restaurant that's been in existence since 1965 i'd say it's one of the best dim sum houses maybe in all of north america that's one of my favorites um there's a really good cuban restaurant that i like in my old town of miami lakes called latin american grill it's a little hole in the wall fantastic cuban food um and i'd say my third one is right here where i live in sunny isles beach which is called chen way which is actually a mexican restaurant and 
It's a family that's family run. I don't even think they have a microwave. They <laughs> they make their own salsas. They do every. And uh, we we really enjoy those three quite a bit. But we have so many great restaurants here in the Miami area. I could I could go on and on, but those are three that kind of pop into my head right now that that I really enjoy. And look, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. When I go to Chenway, I order the same thing every time. They don't even ask me what I want. They just bring it. If I, you know, enough, I mean, there's so many of them, but yeah, you know, we have a great one called Yakasan in North Miami. It's open till 2:30 in the morning. What a great way to dry up some of the sauce if you had a couple too many at night, and you get some great food. And um, but I would say those three are are really some really great hole in the walls. Flanagan's, uh, it's a it's a chain of little hole in the wall restaurants that have great garlic wings extra wet and i really like great with a with a beer or anything you want so uh, we got we got some good ones now we really do nick what what cuban food do you order when you go to the cuban restaurant what do you order i'm a pork guy i usually have uh you know fried pork which i like very much rice and beans yuca um but there there's there's a lot of great dishes but that's i'm, I'm normally uh i'll have pork we have uh uh, we have one called vaca frita, which is basically like a, a shredded pot roast. It's very good. A lot of garlic, onion, and, and broth. It's slow cooked all night long, kind of like my mama's pot roast, where you just shake it and the meat just falls apart. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, of course, I love Cuban food, but uh, we have some some great, great little holes in the wall here in Miami. I, uh, I like Cuban food, but I feel like it just needs way more spice. <laughs> like I just need like a like a sriracha. <laughs> Well, you, you, the reason you got to, where you guys, you got to put all that sriracha is because you don't really got good taste of food, man. I don't know, because all, all, all you need is some good lime, salt, and garlic, and you can really prepare some great food, really taste the taste out. But I do love Mexican food, too, so I'm I'm just trying to be funny, but I like spicy food myself. But, hey, when you come down, I'll bring the sriracha shaker with me. I'll put it in my pocket, and, and we'll go to a Cuban restaurant. All right. And we'll good to go. Man. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Now, Nick, I'm going to be down there in a a couple weeks for the Great Smoke. I assume you'll be bouncing around at that event. I will be there. All right. I will be there. I I, got to thank you so much for taking the time on a uh, Friday night to join us on Smoke Night Live, my friend. I love having you on. You're always a great guest. And uh, we're really looking forward to that 30th anniversary, my friend. Well, thank you for having me on, and I'd like to thank all everybody out there listening. Uh, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun for me too, guys. Now we appreciate that, guys. Having Nick Perdomo, the CEO and president of uh, Perdomo Cigars, he's always an amazing guest. Uh, this week on Flavor Odyssey, uh, we wrap up the Maduro version. Uh, the Maduro segment, I should say. We've done this will be the fourth one. Uh, we'll, we're doing the T52 on Wednesday night, so grab a T52. Jordan, what will you pair with your T52? I have not thought of it. <laughs> you have uh, not thought of it yet. I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. So, so be ready. Grab a uh, Drew Estate Liga Provada T52. Find the best possible pairing that you think would go with a Liga Provada T52, and join us on Wednesday night with none other than Robbie and Randy. Uh, we'll have a bunch of fun on that. We want to thank everybody for joining us uh, next week on Smoke Night Live. I uh, don't have the show figured out quite yet. Got a couple cool ideas in the works. We'll let you guys know when that gets closer. Uh, otherwise, uh, tonight is the night. It's Friday night. It's Friday night herf on the Dojo Verse. So check into your favorite cigars. Uh, post what you're drinking. Do some uh, hashtag now playing if you want to uh, 
play some Kiss uh, to uh, 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 make Nick Perdomo happy in his heart. Uh, play a little Kiss. I, I'm going to play Beth. I know that uh, as soon as the show's over. But until next week, remember, never, never smoke alone. alone. We'll see you guys next week. Is it fast? Oh, it's fast. What about the options? What about the options? It's got all the options. But, like, what about price? It's got to be expensive. Not expensive at all, man. JR's got the greatest deals on cigars and accessories. Check it out. Oh, wow. Look at these. Oh, look at that deal. It's a good price. What are you guys doing with my car? Your car? I thought this was your car. I thought it was your car. Why would it be my car? I don't know. It's not again. We'll get out, but I'm taking this with us. JR on the go. No matter whose car you're in, JR Cigar is there for you.